Well, good morning again. So, uh, Ryan's on vacation this week, so I'm getting to, to preach for you and to share the word this morning. Um, just be praying that they have a, a nice and relaxing time and, and they can get refreshed and rejuvenated. Um, so they are spending some time with the Whitakers right now, I think. so. But this morning, I did want to mention real quick before I dive into the sermon, you probably noticed the wall missing out here. That is not a mistake. We didn't lose it. Um, we're, we're doing some, some redecorating, and, and so uh, it is in progress. We're not going to just leave it hanging like that. But uh, just be careful around it. I don't think there's anything that anybody could really get hurt from, but just uh, keep that in mind. You might stick to the floor. I don't know if they're still sticky from the carpet or not. But, <laughs> but uh, we're excited about some, some, just a little bit different look. And so uh, bear with us as we get that transition done. Um, so this morning we talk about gossip. Um, this, is, this is a little bit easier of a topic than my first sermon here. Uh, but it is one that I, I, I don't know how many of you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or uh, Facebook. But I posted the other day and I said, I was really stepping on my toes. And, and this, is, this is one that really, I, when I think of gossip, I think of that person who, you know, like works it. And, you know, they know what everybody's doing at all, all the different times and they don't mind telling people about it. That is partially gossip, but... Uh, I, I identified some gossip in my own life that I thought, man, I did not know that I was, I was gossiping, but I was. Um, so in preparing this message this morning, I've had my toes stepped on, so pre-prepared. Um, this morning, we're going to continue our series called Burn. Last week, Ryan was talking about what we do when we are hurt by the church. Um, and we are all sinful people, and we will end up being hurt or hurting others at some point in time. Um, not, hopefully we're not hurting others intentionally, but it's going to happen. We're broken people. Um, so di- today we jump into, like I said, the gossip topic. Um, and I, I've seen this in my own life, and I, I walk up to someone and just have to, out of concern, of course, tell them what someone else is doing, right? Most often than not, it casts the person in a negative light, uh, or at best, a condescending light. To you know, well, they're, you know, really struggling, and I, I feel like sometimes I have to share detail, which I don't need to. Um, I remember a time when I was angry with somebody that I was serving with in ministry. Um, it, it was not Ryan. It was not Ryan. Um, <laughs> I would talk about this individual um, to people who were not involved in the situation. I would, it was almost like a, like a drug. It felt good to to, in my terms, in the way I called it, I was venting. I was venting about what this person did to me and how they're not doing things right. And I continued this, like I said, with the excuse of I just need to talk this out with someone. However, the people I shared it with got more than just me venting. They got a negative view of the person I was talking about. They started forming their own opinion about that person, not based on what they had seen from that person necessarily, but what I had been sharing about that person. 
And in my anger, I kept griping and kept talking about that person behind their back, and it made, the, it made me feel better about my own shortcomings. It almost gave me joy when another person would react with me in anger. Have you been there? Have you had those people in your life that, you know, you just can't wait to drag them through the mud? It may even be something that you didn't even have all the details of. You just heard something. You have just enough info to tell other people, or maybe something uh, here at the church has, someone here at the church has done something you don't like, and you complain to another person who has nothing to do with the situation, rather than the person that you have the issue with. I've been there. Been there, done that. Not proud of it, but been there, done that. Maybe you're guilty of this one. Um, well, pray so and so is. Well, I heard that. Insert. Not flattering story here. Have you ever done that, guys? On the surface, it sounds really noble. We're praying for this person, but rather than saying, "Hey, we need to pray for this person," and just leaving it at that, we feel that we need to share why we need to pray with this. Pray about this person if it's a situation that that person, other person, really does not need to know. Or maybe you're you're sharing that in a cloaked way of saying, "See, they're not that great of a person." Or to get somebody on your side of things, we're all guilty of these kinds of things. And have you ever been in that situation where that gossip about you has circled back? Maybe you aren't the one spreading the gossip, but maybe you found out someone was talking about you behind your back. How did that feel? Even if it was true, I bet it hurt. I bet it hurt to know that people were talking about you behind your back, and did it affect your relationship with that person? You see, we've all been guilty of this, but for whatever reason, we have engaged in gossip. And gossip tears. It causes division. And so Paul is writing to the Ephesians church, and we're going to go to uh, look at Ephesians chapter 4. And here we see Paul talking about walking in unity, uh, is the title I have in my Bible. We're going to start in verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. As each part does its work. Pause there. Keep your finger there. We as the church, and I'm talking the capital C church, we as the church are the body of Christ. We have been called to work together and called to walk in unity. And when we engage in gossip, as we'll see here in a second, that's an that's a, that's a enemy to unity. And Paul's reminding, reminding the Ephesians church here that you are to be walking as one 
here. So what I'm about to say affects that. All right, let's keep reading. 17, uh, verse 17 says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the middle of your, in the, sorry, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in the true righteousness and holiness. Pause there. Here he, where it talks about not letting ourselves get into lustful pleasures, um, gossip is tempting. I know for me it's tempting when I'm angry with somebody, or even when I, I just. I had this tidbit of information, and I, I feel like I need to share it, and I shouldn't. It's tempting, isn't it? It's one of those lustful desires to, you know, to share that information. We have the information, and our human tendency and our old way of, of life is to say, is to cut others down and to make ourselves look and feel better. Paul's telling us here that that's not the way God has called us as his people to walk. We are to walk in the love that Christ has, has given us. And so, gossip is one of those lustful pleasures that we need to turn from. We'll keep reading here. 25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of one body. There again, he's mentioning we are members of one body. Please do not miss that. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So, these three verses, are, they're, they're packed with quite a bit. Gossip is, is sometimes rooted in anger, right? We, we share things. And, and, or it's either jealousy, or it's anger, or it's pride. And Paul says here that we should not give the devil a foothold. And when we let anger control us and we gossip, we're giving the, the devil control of our relationships. We are, we are handing him over the reins. Um, and this tears relationships apart one by one. Paul reminds him again here, you are all one body. Don't let Satan in there and don't let him tear you apart. You know, in, in this, this time frame, you know, they were undergoing so much persecution. And Paul's saying, you, you guys need to walk together. You need to hold close together and not let words separate you. Um, 
Now, I must admit, uh, this next verse that we're going to read, verse, I put verse 25, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> so this next verse we're going to read, it, it kind of confused me at first, uh, verse 28. Because it almost sounds like Paul is like getting sidetracked a little bit. Because he, he, he starts out talking about our words and our, our unity. And then he says this, He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. And I thought, because then he goes back into talking about, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. And we'll read that here in a second. But it, it just kind of seems like a, oh yeah, and by the way, don't steal. Like, I was thinking about that, of, if you're a thief, quit stealing. Why would, why would he say that? Why would he sandwich that in there with this stuff? And I feel like there's something there. <laughs> but I feel like it's more than just, like, stealing something, like an object from somebody. What I think he's talking to is, when we gossip, we are stealing we are stealing that other person's reputation. And often needlessly. We are stealing from another their good name. And they don't even know it. And so, I, if I thought about that, you know, let's let, the, let those who steal quit stealing. And that hit me. Because how many times have I, in anger, Told somebody a weakness or or something bad about somebody else, and that has ruined their reputation in the eyes of the person I told. I'm guilty of it, not proud of it, like I said, but guilty of it. Gossip hurts our unity. And when we, if we let that just go unchecked, that will eventually crumble a church. I'm sure you can think relatively quickly of a, of a, a relationship, not maybe, maybe your own or maybe someone else's, that, that has suffered the effects of gossip or slander. Words. Words can hurt. Words are powerful. Throughout the Bible, we're warned, watch your words. We're, when, we are, when we are gossiping, we are chipping away at people's reputation with others. Let's keep reading a little bit. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander. Along with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. We must walk in love and put away gossip. It cuts and separates and chips away at the unity of the church. We've seen here that such things grieve the Holy Spirit. This section where Paul's talking about the, the Holy Spirit is, don't grieve the Holy Spirit with this. 
don't be using your words to cut and hurt one another. God is concerned with this. It grieves him when we do this. When I was studying, I was thinking, man, it's really hard for me to, to hold my tongue and not gossip. Right? It, it's tempting. I have a tidbit of information. I want to share it. Whether it be out of anger or out of, well, you know, this person, you know, to make myself look good. Um, and, and while I was studying, I, I, I stumbled upon a sermon from Francis Chan. I know many of you know who that is. A pretty well-known preacher. And, and he often, we're actually going through a, a series in our small group from Francis Chan. And uh, let me tell you, if you want a good, a good study, um, Crazy Love is a good study by Francis Chan. Um, multiple times, we have all questioned whether we were saved or not. I mean, that, it's that good. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really, it gets you thinking. Um, and, and just, he has a way of doing that. And he made this comment that really stuck with me. Um, and really, you know, my toes were already being stepped on at this point. But then when I heard this, I'm like, hmm, ouch, right? <laughs> he said, why you gossip is not because you can't control your tongue, but because there's something wrong in your heart. Mm. Which made me look at my own life and, and what the times where I've gossiped or slandered and used my words against somebody behind their backs even. And I realized that was an anger issue. That wasn't me just not being able to shut my mouth. That was an issue here. This is true because Jesus tells us in Luke 6.45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. In this, this next line, what you say flows from what is in your heart. And then again in James 1.26, we see this. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. And I got thinking... It's a heart issue. You know, Jesus, throughout the Bible, God looks at the heart of man. Not necessarily every outward action or appearance, but the heart of man. I, and I think of David and, and the fact that he was called the man after God's own heart. He messed up, but he had a repentant attitude. Words are super important. And let me tell you right here, when I read these verses, my toes were flat as a pancake. Man. <laughs> my, I, 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 that's about when I posted online, you know, when you hear a sermon on a Sunday morning and your toes are getting stepped on, just know that the person who is delivering that message has been through the same treatment the week before because it's so true. Um, my careless and my hurtful words not only hurt my relationship with others, but it made my Christianity, in the words of, of James, worthless. Yeah, I'm reminded of, of you know, we hear the love chapter in, in Corinthians 13, where it's talking about love is patient, love is kind. And we hear that so many times, but, but it also says if, if we have not love, 
we're nothing but just a clanging symbol. If we don't show love to those around us, our Christianity is worthless. It's all based on that. And the bad part about gossip and slanderous words, that it, usually it's self-perpetuating, isn't it? I gossip about someone who's hurt me. They gossip about me because I hurt them. And see now why Paul calls this giving the devil a foothold? If we let this thing go unchecked and we let it fester and we let it, it just grows. And it fractures. It chips away at the unity and the strength of the church and of your relationships. You may ask, how do we keep from gossip and stop this? And Paul gives us a couple of ways in which we can stop the gossip. First, he says, let everything you say be good and helpful. If something you're getting ready to say is not helpful to the person you are talking about, don't say it. You've heard, we've all been taught this from, from little kids, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. It's true. If, you, if, this, if what you are about to say is not helpful and good, don't say it. Second, make sure that it is encouraging. Is what you're about to say going to build someone up? Or is it going to tear them down? Words, the Bible says, the power of life and death are in words. In the power of the tongue. And so our words are powerful and they can either build somebody up or they can tear them right down. What, is about, what you were about to say, what is it going to do? Third, he says, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. I've lumped these all together because these are those heart issues that we're talking about. If we're getting rid of bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, that's going to really take care of the gossip part, right? These are heart issues. We must get the heart issues that are causing our tongue to be out of control taken care of. And that takes opening our heart up, all of it, to Christ. And we'll get there in here in just a second. Third, or fourth, be kind and tender-hearted. This is part of walking in love. We are to be kind to one another. So is what you're saying kind? Not is it cloaked in some, I'm going to pray for them, but here's all the, the stuff that they're dealing with. Is it kind? Is it truly kind for you to tell somebody, this gossip. Probably not, if it's gossip. Right? Fifth, walk in forgiveness. And this is a big one. And this is one that, that I kind of struggled with, especially with that issue of the person that I was serving with. I thought I had forgiven. I thought, no, it's not affecting me. What he does is his own business. But I was still gossiping. 
I still had that seed of anger. I still had that working in me, and I didn't even realize it. This is how we keep our heart from getting hateful and bitter. We forgive. If I was honest with myself, my heart was hurting because I had not fully forgiven. So I kept spewing those words. And I say spewing because they weren't nice at all. They weren't kind. They weren't gracious. They weren't helpful. If we do not fully forgive those who wrong us, our heart is hurt and we will in turn hurt others. That's where a lot of this church hurt that we are talking about comes from. It comes from the fact that we're hurting people. And if we don't accept that fact and let go of that hurt, we're just going to turn right around and use it as a, a weapon against someone else. Our hearts will ache and our words will pierce others. Um, I came across this, this acrostic and I thought it was really cool. And, and when, when I'm thinking about what, what should I do to keep myself from, from gossiping and what should I think about? So I, I came across this. It, it was actually in that same Francis Chan sermon that I heard um, that he attributed it to Greg Laurie or something. Um, but it's think. Before you say anything, think before you speak. And, and so we're going to go through a few of these, and we've already kind of touched on this, but the T is, is it true? Is what you're about ready to say, undeniably, you know it's true, you've, or is it a half-truth? How much of our gossip is, is, well, did you hear? And you may have heard it from some other person at some other time that's not even really involved in the situation. So the first and foremost thing is, is this true? Because if you're getting ready to spread a lie, you better probably stop. <laughs> is it true? H, is it helpful? And we already talked about this. Will it help the person? Will it build them up? And then I, is it inspirational? Is what I'm about ready to say, does it bring glory to God? What I'm about ready to say about this person, does it bring glory to God? Is it, is it something, you know, that, that you think God would be proud of you saying? And in, is it necessary? Why are you talking? That's something that I, I like to talk. Okay? That's something that gets me every time. I, I can remember many times when I got in trouble as a child, it was because of my mouth and the fact that it wouldn't shut off. <laughs> there was no off switch. And so... Why are you talking? Is this necessary? I, me telling other person, people about my woes in ministry was not necessary. 
It was not necessary. I, took, I, I, I should have been taking that to, to God, and yet I was casting it out there for anybody who wanted to sit and listen. And I'm not saying that you can't have a few trusted friends that you share life with and that you can lean on. What I was doing was far beyond that. It was anybody who would listen, right? Like, I really have trouble with this person, and this is why, you know. It was a walking billboard of gossip, and I didn't even realize it. So is it necessary? Let's look at Proverbs 10, 19. I love the, the pointedness of this verse. It says, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I love Proverbs. <laughs> That's not even in the message, like the, you know, this is, this is NLT. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. If it's not necessary, don't say it. And K, is it kind? Let's look at Colossians 4, 6. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. What would happen if we would walk in this truth? What would happen if every time we started to say something, we would simply stop and think about what we're about to say? Our words are powerful. Like I said, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Are your words bringing life? Or are they bringing death? You know, the stakes are high. We were talking in in high school, middle school, Sunday school this morning about how not to get wrapped up in needless and foolish quarrels. We were talking about uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And Paul's telling Timothy not to get wrapped up in all this this fighting over things that don't really even matter and not to, to get wrapped up in this. And, and I asked the question, I said, if you have never been to a church and you walk in and they're fighting about something that doesn't matter, what are you going to do? You're going to walk the other way. If the, if the world comes in here and we invite them in and we're no better than where they just walked out of the world then they're not going to stick around. The stakes are high for us to walk in love. The Bible says that we will be known by our love. And so getting our hearts right and forgiving those who have hurt us, because like I said, guys, we are all going to face that at some point in time if we haven't already. We're going to get hurt. We're going to accidentally hurt someone else by something we do. But are we forgiving? Are we walking at peace with those around us? And are we showing Christ's love even when they've wronged us? You know, the Bible talks about how we need to love. The, that last verse in, in Ephesians that we read, let's look at that again. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. You know, we, if anybody has grounds to be upset, it would be God. Because each and every one of us have failed in that regard. And we've, we've, we've dropped the ball. We are, 
We have sinned. So if anybody would have cause to be angry, it would be God, right? Yet he still loved us. God, who, who knows no sin, who has never sinned, the perfect creator loved us even though we sinned. So if anybody, if anyone could, could hold a grudge, it would be God. He would be, he would be justified, but he didn't. And so he's called us as a church to move past the hurt, move past the pain, and forgive because forgiveness is, is, is where it lies. And forgiveness is us. It's more for us than the person we're forgiving usually. So as we close today, are your words building up? Or are they tearing down? And have you forgiven? Have you fully forgiven? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you for this morning and we thank you for this time in the word that we could we can see what it really means to live a Christian life Lord, everything you've that we need 